Okay, now now I'm ready. I'm ready now. I'm ready to start now. <laughs> now? Now are you ready? Now, now, now is when I'm ready to start. <laughs> okay, you can start now. Now is the time that I'm starting. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, now. Hello, and welcome back to Theory for Turntables, the TFT podcast. I'm Ryan. That's Matt. Hey, Matt, I caught your eye when I stepped outside with my emotional haircut. (laughs) Hey, Ryan, this is what's happening, and it's freaking you out. I've heard it, heard it, and it sounds like the 90s. It does. It sounds like the 90s. It sounds like the early 2000s, and it sounds like 2017, because we are discussing um, LCD Sound System's fourth studio album. LCD Sound System is a new band that just released this album and went on tour this year. Yeah, listen, listen, you weren't there, Matt, uh, in the early 2000s uh, when they were releasing their singles. You weren't there in 2007 when they crossed over with The Sound of Silver. You were not there in 2017 when they did that other album that was uh, well well regarded. And this is happening. That was so 2007 was Sound of Silver, 2010 was This Is Happening. That's a long time ago. And yet this band is back for the first time, uh, reunited in early. 2016 to um, play Coachella um, and then release this album uh, around Labor Day of 2017. So uh, first weekend of September. Um, It was an album that uh, immediately was warmly received by critics, made its way into many top 10 lists uh, of the uh, at the end of the year of 2017. I think uh, clocked in right around five, uh, number five uh, in most aggregate lists uh, behind Kendrick Lamar, Lord, SZA, uh, and um uh, and and Saint Vincent I believe. So this is one of the top albums of the year. So we're returning to it because we uh we missed it when it first came out and uh, missed some other opportunities to discuss it. Um so uh, as as 2017 winds down as we recover from um uh from from ruining Christmas and kind of sit in this lame duck week of the year uh it's a good time to re- reflect on 2017 in music uh and get one last current album in um I mean Matt did you listen to this album when you came out or was uh this uh the homework basically your your chance to get into this record It was uh, the latter the homework was my chance you know I don't like dance music uh and yeah. <laughs> and uh um, you used to dance alone of your own volition <laughs> <laughs> i uh i actually had the opportunity to go see the live show our our uh our one-time tft guest host dave oshinsky had a ticket uh to uh lcd sound system at the palladium which is a, a standing venue in uh in hollywood i say standing venue because i go to all these concerts now where you sit in theater seats <laughs> like at the at the ace hotel i think it's bullshit like i wanted to stand up and rock out for tori amos but the uh you know i don't know the 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 largely middle-aged crowd was not so into that i i I actually like when you said standing venue i thought the opposite of of standing venue was like a floating venue Ah, right right? so the oldest established permanently floating indie rock show in los angeles yeah sure (laughs) or the way that largo i mean the way that largo the nightclub largo is like you know it is a fit they are resident at a physical thing but they've been resident in a different physical right. venue before and the nightclub is sort of a no it's not a stand it's a venue where you stand like uh, as a rock club yeah. should be 
Right, you right. know, <laughs> right. I mean, a, a rock club, but they played they played the Palladium, which I think is like maybe a thousand for two nights. Yep. So it wasn't, uh, you know, not the hugest venues L.A. has to offer, not the uh, certainly far, far from the smallest. Um, and, you know, I had some idea of and uh, apparently, by the way, apparently the shows on this tour were off the chain. were just like, great. Uh, uh, Dave came back the next day and told me. And then uh, I knew someone who went to the following night. And and she said as well that the shows were just uh, just ridiculously awesome. Um, great vibe. People dancing. Everyone having a good time. High energy. Long shows, you know, uh, and people really appreciating and, and liking the music. But, it all, you know, I also knew that, like, given a. It, it's probably like there's probably no LCD sound system record on my desert island records, you know. <laughs> so it's like, uh, yeah, if I'm gonna listen to electro pop, there's electro pop I, I already know that I like more. So, uh, so I, I didn't go and I didn't really listen to the, the, record though i saw you know in feeds of things that it was getting a lot of press now um we decided to do it uh during christmas week i was traveling and with a group of people um and i really couldn't listen to there wasn't like an opportunity for me to either control the stereo which was largely um which was actually largely playing the tft 2017 christmas death march playlist (laughs) over and over and over uh at the you know cabin in the woods that some friends and i went to for the holidays and i uh, so and and then i drove i traveled like in communal so i didn't really get to listen to this uh, to start the homework until we scheduled this uh, belated recording owing to our travel plans a couple days ago. And so I was like, oh God, I got to mainline this. And so I, you know, uh, I went to the album on Spotify. I, I put the whole album repeat icon on and uh, hit play and then just kind of let it follow me from, from Bluetooth speakers to Bluetooth speakers around the house. And like, it was, uh, it was rough. You know, I just didn't, I didn't hook in. You know, and uh, it was this sort of drone um, in the back while I was doing other things in the background. I, I kind of couldn't tell the the songs apart. Um, I kind of couldn't really uh, just just get my sink my teeth in. And then today, I had to leave the house to go by lunch, do some errands, things like this. So uh, for the last play uh, through the album, I stuck in headphones. And, uh, and uh, you know, about 30 seconds later, as I was kind of walking through the house, I caught my own eye in the bathroom mirror and realized that I was involuntarily dancing. And that I had uh, that the the <laughs> listening to this on the headphones had actually, without any volition from me, forced my body to move in like a joyful and uh, <laughs> you know kind of ebullient fashion. And so that was the you know that was the thing. So like I I recommend my my if my acquaintance with this album um, uh, tells me two things, it's this maybe. My body likes dance music, even if my mind does not. <laughs> and two, <laughs> wait, was I using letters or numbers? Two, um, 
listen to this record on headphones at least once through. Yeah. And, and you know, not like uh, we haven't talked about marginal hearing loss and the problems our generation is going to have from having earbuds in our ears all the time. But, like, it's not great to blast yourself like that all the time. But I'm sorry. Yourself- I'm sorry. What was that? <laughs> yeah, exactly. But uh, give yourself one, one listen through to this record at a reasonably aggressive volume uh, in some headphones. And, and I will be surprised if you don't find, as I found, um, that, that your body wants to move to this music. Yeah, I mean, and and you know, and and I think one other use case, and and this is a a pretty constant use case um, uh, on this uh, podcast, but I think this is one that's quite good for it. Is you know, in line with your body wanting to move, is that this is a pretty good workout record as well, um, and and pretty good for a longer run because there's a lot of stuff that is both really driving, but even the lower tempo songs actually have a, move at a pretty good mid tempo um, clip and. So it's a very motivating running album um, or gym gym album as well. Um, And during my brief stint um, as a spin instructor, LCD sound system was very, uh, you know, very early on, you know, the tolerable electronic music. Yeah, this was the closest to EDM that you'd be willing to get, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I I don't know if I've ever shared this on here, but I once once was given a note of don't be afraid of good old EDM. And I'm like, well, I'm not afraid of it. I'm not afraid of playing it. It's just terrible. (laughs) Um, uh, This is music uh, along with a few other others right of this kind of era of that kind of early 2000s right there were a few different moments of of indie rock and indie music crossing over into dance music right the earliest one in kind of um 2003 was dance punk and then dance punk kind of morphed into blog house (laughs) not joking right um and and right these are the things that sort of set some of the stage for the crossing over of what becomes kind of edm um and and the various kind of pop pop kind of big big mainstream kind of pop electronics dance music and I, i think that lcd sound system is right kind of at the heart of both of those and kind of you know by by being a you know coachella kind of top line act uh by by playing you know their farewell shows at madison square garden are kind of as much as they were at the fringes of that are something that is uh you know very kind of um you know closely aligned with electronic music and yet still the more tolerable version of that right and and certainly um you know reflecting on other electronic albums that came out this year right that there was a a full-length studio album by the chain smokers uh, um, who are the the uh, Billboard Hot 100 uh, topping uh, EDM artists um, of songs such as uh, Roses and um, oh, what's the what's the Halsey song? Yeah, uh, that, close, and the Halsey closer? song, right? Yeah, yeah, and the Halsey song. And say what you will uh, about <laughs> about Halsey songs. A closer, the Shane Stokers one is pretty stupid, but it's no Hopeless Fountain Kingdom. Um, my my number one album <laughs> to shit on. <laughs> oh wow you went full triumph the insult common dog there hey halsey that's a great album for me to poop on <laughs> hey, it's you know it, that that album just it just it, it it brings out both the best and worst in me um and but yeah so but lcd sound system is you know continuously it, right that it operates on two levels they both ba- make 
great dance music. And at the same time, kind of, uh, you know, that the, from the earliest song, um, there's always been a little bit of a kind of a wordy kind of, uh, wordy comedic essays atop of these dance meets, right? Like I, James Murphy, frontman of LCD sound system was, uh, uh, allegedly and kind of apocryphally offered a writing gig for Seinfeld very early on. Right. Um, and in the nineties and, uh, and passed it up. Right. So this is a guy who in an alternate universe could have been a, um, you know, sitcom writer or, or himself could have been, um, the, the star of curb your enthusiasm. And so that uh, that that uh, that that kind of trombone tuba heavy theme could have been a lot funkier, <laughs> um, right? Uh, for for the outro, uh, but I, I think that th- those two pieces are there. Is that yes, it is 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 dance music, um, but it all is also kind of something else, kind of um, either beyond or kind of orthogonal to da- dance music. And I think that that's you know part of what has made this group indispensable, and I think made them um, welcome welcome back uh in this year so if you if you haven't yet um listened to american dream um block off some time it is a full nearly 70 minutes i believe 68 38 runtime so clear your schedule uh clear some space around you because you are going to move whether you like it or not um and then meet us back here to um dig into american dream after this word from our commercial sponsors you know do you have trouble sleeping uh, all the time. I yeah. call in turn. How how do you sleep? Well, you know, don't uh don't listen to badly, other voices. Badly, 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 badly. <laughs> don't call the police. Don't listen to other voices telling you that you need to have a black screen where your phone was and that the pulse version one of your light is uh keeping you awake. Huh. No, you don't need an emotional haircut. You need ambient. Wow, I will try that tonight, and that will uh, allow me to have an American dream. That's right. Ambien just knocks you out, except when it makes you sleepwalk and do crazy things that will be hilarious as video memes in your Instagram story. So uh, take an Ambien. You're dead to the world, but not to social media. And that's the real American dream. I'm having this dream that Daft Plunk, Punk is playing at my house. <laughs> That's Ambien for you. Ambien for when you can't sleep. And we're back. Matt, I have a two-part question for you. <laughs> All right. The chair, the chair recognizes the gentleman from Ryan. <laughs> um, so this James Murphy, does he have a fever and is the only prescription more cowbell? <laughs> um. That that uh well you know point of order the the first uh, first question needs to be answered before the uh, the second question is I mean I think the answer is I think the answer is a qualified yes uh, because uh, mostly because he puts on his leg. Uh, he puts on his pants one leg at a time. Uh, but after he puts on his pants, he makes EDM records. So, so that's uh, it. I mean, what do you, I don't know. What do you think about, uh, what do you think about, about cowbell? I mean, I, I don't know. I feel like the, the, he has a fever, but the only cure for his fever is like the expropriation of private property or something. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, I'm not sure why, why cowbell would, would necessarily, would necessarily be the answer well, but it would I be mean, it would be nice well, you know well, it's I just mean, like it's, 
it's an interesting question is that is the kind of right. So if this is an album, I mean, especially right, because this is an album because it's an album in 2017. It is about an album about the world in 2017. Um, And and LCD sound system, you know, albums have always been about the world. Right. This is this is the the guy of losing my edge, which was kind of, you know, um, you know, dissing Williamsburg and kind of hipsterism, hipsterism was, you know, before it was cool. This is the, you know, the LCD sound system later of, you know, New York, I love you, but you're bringing me down. Right. About the kind of gentrification of New York and kind of the mainstreaming of hipster culture. So I I guess, you know, another way of kind of putting it is, you know, whether, you know, what is the fever and what is the cure? Right. Right. Um, And and so that, um, you know, is the is is the actual the fervid dance music the fever right the feverish dancing right so the cowbell in that case is the fever <laughs> and the the lyricism the kind of engagement in the world the uh, uh, the the humor um, and kind of sadness is the cure or is the melancholy the fever um, and the kind of sense of unease and the sense of I think especially in this one it's a combination of it's as I think that as always actually though um, about kind of both aging aging in an increasingly shitty world <laughs> right um, and that's it's just like you know uh, like it's a a multi part series uh, you know it's like Ken Bur- Ken Burns's like like the shitty American dream right <laughs> and it's just a slow pan across like the 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 the, um, the lonesome, the lonesome crowded West. Yeah, exactly. A little bit, right? Um, it's the it's the uh, the lonesome crowded um, uh, West Brooklyn, right? <laughs> um, and, yeah, exactly, exactly. Will, Williamsburg, the yeah, uh, yeah, you know West, Park yeah. Park Slope, you know. Exactly. Um, exactly. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of artisanal orange, orange Julius's uh, in those parts. Um, and, uh, yeah, so. Sure. Okay. So I, I mean, oh, sorry, you, you finished before. I but yeah. Yeah. So is, is that the fever and then the, and, and for which then the cowbell by which I mean, you know, the dancing itself, but you know, this is, I, I do think the cowbell patterns, um, you know, you, and there's some of them or, you know, it, you could see where the cowboy would fit in on the more up-tempo numbers on this, on like other voices um, or kind of emotional haircut. Um, and, and maybe um, like tonight as well. Right. And, and so is the dancing, the prescription for the kind of social ills um, and, and personal ills? Yeah. I spent Christmas with um, among other people, a toddler, uh, a kid of friends of mine, and he, uh, he uh, up in the mountains and, and he liked to go outside. He said he wanted uh, to go donk things. And I, I didn't know what that <laughs> meant, but it means you go outside, you get a stick and you like beat it against rock and <laughs> rocks and trees and, you know, the ground and things like this. And you can't, uh, you can only donk natural things. You can't donk anything, uh, any animal or people, and you can't donk inside. You know, and I, I think of like the well, the, those, whoa, whoa, those sound like you know. Look, man, man was born to to donk free, and yet he is everywhere in chains. Like, <laughs> so, uh, so you know, yeah, and like on hikes, this uh, this toddler would would carry a stick and kind of delightfully strike fallen logs or rocks or the trunks of trees or you know things like this um 
It was pretty cool. Uh, and, and I feel like the, the impulse to cowbell is the, uh, the kind of the adult sub, sublimation of the impulse to donk. And it's, it's, it is no accident, uh, as Joe McCarthy used to say, it is no accident that, um, that the sound of cowbell makes is actually like donk, 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 donk. Uh, but that's, I mean, I don't know. It's, it's interesting. I, I I viewed this kind of as a concept album. I mean, it's called American Dream, which makes it, you know, uh, there's a lot in there. There's a lot to unpack. The history of the history of the idea of the American Dream, which is what sort of uh, economic prosperity, right? Like home ownership, uh, sort of freedom from from freedom from want. <laughs> <laughs> and uh and then um and then a dream that is american as opposed to a canadian dream or a, a british right. dream or a right. you know senegalese dream or whatever you know that that like uh this the, in the same way that um uh khalid's album is called american teen uh came right. out this year and um and and what is Katy Perry's called? Katy Perry has an American something something album, doesn't she? No, she has a teen. She, she has a teenage. Oh, teenage dream. dream right. right. Well, yeah. This this is not. This is a middle aged dream. But the, but this right. is but the, the American dream. And then the first among the first lyrics are, "Oh baby, oh baby, you're having a bad dream." And like to me, that's an invitation to read the everything that happens you know, as a dream and have this be a concept album where this is like this. So to me, the, the fever (laughs) was like the fever dream aspect, like the midsummer, you know, the Mm. midsummer nights LCD sound system, right. Or, or if you will, uh, William Shakespeare's LCD, William Shakespeare's American dream or something like that. The, the, uh, the Hmm. whole, you know, so that, and, and I think it's there. I think once we delve into particular songs, particular lyrics and things like this, um, I think it accounts for some shifts in mood, some shifts in genre. I mean, Pitchfork in their review called this sort of genre less. I'm not sure that's totally true, but it is kind of generically fragmented. And I would say it is genre more. <laughs> right. But I'm, I'm, I'm an optimist. You know, I think, I think the genre is always half full. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, the, 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 the glass is half full of referential bricolage. Right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I think it's it is interesting. To, it is genreless. And, and uh, I think it's there is less cowbell. And I guess this is a kind of in the kind of for there being um, fever. And if, if cowbell is one of several prescriptions for fever, <laughs> um, you know, that this is a fever that is not always treated um, in the way that it was on prior LCD sound system um, albums um, is that and there are a few kind of straight up kind of dance bangers here and several of them have cowbell. And also, I think it's worth noting that the cowbell on LCD systems is, is not typically the donk, 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 donk quarter notes of. Um, don't fear the reaper but is is more of a a syncopated like uh more like and it's it's it's, it's often played at different parts in the cowbell so it's often more of a ding 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 to donk donk to donk donk ding 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 to donk donk to donk donk right it's a it's a a 16th note syncopated um multi multi-faceted cowbell pattern right where it's it's active rather than kind of um charging ahead steadily um fucking the, fucking hipster cowbell yeah. <laughs> well, and it's yeah, and it is it is um and and this is a cow you know a cowbell that was actually 
you know, uh, worn by a pasture, pasture raised, pasture raised, uh, grass fed cow in upstate New York. Right. Uh, and it was a humanely harvested cowbell, uh, locally sourced and tracked, uh, and, and played, um, with a handcrafted, um, hickory stick. <laughs> um, and, uh, yeah, but no, I think that you're right that it is, I mean, it's interesting to think that it's genre less because, you know, I mean, what I mean, because I guess you were going to kind of talk about the sound and and I mean, did you, what did you hear in terms of influence or genre in this? Because um, you, you, I think there was an asterisk on uh, I, the way that you said genre list. Well, yeah, I mean, it was the I, I understand what what uh, I understand what the, the forks at Pitchfork are saying um, about it being genre list. It, it doesn't it's it's generically noncommittal, uh, I suppose. Right. It's 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 genre fluid uh, is is what it is. And that, um, you know, but uh, there's definitely there are some definitely some like long EDM stretches where it's just like where I'm like, OK, you copy and pasted this 16 bars over and over and over again. In your, oh, they, made, uh, they made each bar by hand over <laughs> and over again with mechanical precision locked in. <laughs> uh, there are there are pop sections where there's like legit hook and uh pop song a lot of pop song structures um you know that that uh kind of provide the the satisfactions um of of pop music you know uh there's uh and and then within that there are a lot of like there's some moments that are a little rockier there's some moments that are you know, uh, maybe a little more Latin beat, a, l- a little more, I don't know, the, 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 once you start, you know, once you start kind of building beats in the drum machine, right? Like it, all kinds of influences can, can, uh, um, can, can come out. But to me, this, this, like this shifting genre thing and some, some sort of shifts of perspective and point of view that I think we'll get into if we talk about the, the, um, the lyric writing, uh, these things were dreamlike to me because they sort of work associatively Mm, and mm. they like, you know, rather than being sort of coherent, a coherent statement of, uh, you know, a coherent statement of like social critique or something. It's more a, like, uh, uh, dream kind of phantasmagoria of anxieties, right. Mm, From mm -hmm. the, you know, that, that are, uh, sort of haunting um you know haunting the culture and that's uh uh yeah and that that so that was i mean rather so rather than thinking of it yes i think that that like um i mean i think that you're right to sort of say what is the what is the disease and and what is the cure is the cowbell a symptom uh, right. of the fever or, and if it is i mean is it like you know is it like a uh a fever that you have to actually like sweat out um, right. like they yeah. do with like they do with will in in stranger things right? yes is exactly what i kind of had in mind right yeah um and so you have to and in that way you sweat it out on the dance floor right <laughs> yeah exactly and that's why right that's why your body involuntarily moves it's trying to raise your bpm and to get your like uh get your sweat glands a pumping so that uh, so that the fever can leave your body yeah, I mean, I think the song, I, I mean, I, this idea about this kind of dreamlike association, um, 
I, I definitely picked up as well. And I think the song that does this um, the best, I think appropriately is, is how do you sleep? Right. And so that's the song. Um, and I think that the way it kind of, it does some of this kind of genreless or genre fluidity within the song. Um, and the way I would describe this song, you know, when I first heard it, um, how I, I think it works is it, that it, it starts as a Joy Division song um, and then becomes a um, a New Order song, right? Because um, so it starts with the kind of spar- sparse um, kind of drum hits, um, right? And that's the standing on the shore facing this east, I can't feel you. Standing on the shore facing east, um, your impermanence, you're taking water, listening lazily out of uh, out of view. Um, and then till the lighter part of the song, though, um, it kind of, uh, it, it becomes this dance rave up where the synths come in, right? And there's this long rave up of in hiding where there's more for you. Uh, and, and, and then there's, you know, a lot of this, there's more for you, there's more for you, there's more for you, right? The kind of repeated um, dancing kind of uh, rave out, right? So that um, it's definitely, I think that there is this movement of, and that there's, that's a kind of gre- dream logic there where dreams kind of, start as one thing and then become another thing right and and you and as you try to remember a dream um you kind of remember um the whole thing and 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 the there isn't a clear logic of how the thing morphed right um and uh and and i think that um you know, how do you sleep, which is pretty, I guess it's, it's kind of right near pretty close to the midpoint of the album time-wise. Maybe it's near the end of the, of the first third or so it's track five of 10. Um, but I think the, the back half, it has a few longer songs, so it might be still in the first third or so. Um, it, you know, it, it kind of has this, that kind of shift in that transition, I think put at the, um, dead center, um, is, is, deliberate and plays this role and it's a different role than the antinovian piano ballad at the middle of the album that is that is so common um throughout uh throughout much of the rest of 2017 yeah i mean this is this is interesting because it's about um you know it's about an old friendship and creative partnership right? right and and like so this is exactly the sort of thing that causes bad dreams right like sort yeah, of totally. unresolved issues you know like it's uh, and and then like it's i i gather from from reading some of the press that James Murphy actually has insomnia right like that mm. that as a biographical detail like he has trouble sleeping and uh that that is um you know so like how do you how do you sleep like is at oh, one sort yeah, of sort yeah. of plaintive uh, uh like it's inquiring it's sort of plaintive like how do you sleep so that i can do it as well and yeah. it's also accusatory like how can you even sleep at night right uh, and that like uh you know, and like a deteriorated, a deteriorated partnership sort of lends itself um, to all of those things. It's a, you know, it's a title that is sort of, uh, it's a title that's sort of overdetermined. Um, well, and and I think a lot of the songs. I mean, when the album, like you, like you said, also has this kind of overdetermined title. Um, I think another one like that is emotional haircut. Yeah. Right. You know, is it, is it that it's a haircut that you feel deeply about? Um, or is it a, a haircut that, that is, or is it only a kind of light sprucing up of your emotions? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, like a, like a haircut for your feelings. Right. And it kind of works 
um, in both of those ways. And then there's probably others throughout the album as well, right? Where there's this kind of um, an ambiguity um, in in the lyrics and in in the in the kind of construction of the titles um, and the and the lyrics as they unfold. Right. Um, one, you know. One thing, you know, stand, uh, just just this sort of analysis that that occurs to me to do listening to these or or uh, listening to and then kind of reading the the lyric sheets is like uh, in how do you sleep standing on the shore watching for you. So okay, so where where are we then? Like I'm, you know, he's standing on the shore watching for his old his old bro, right? Uh, so the bro's like on a ship, is out to sea, something like that. Like, and he's this sort of he's the one, and and is like in, and and I guess you know later in the song you learn that like drugs were an issue. Um, so like the the person is on a journey, and the singer is is steady. So you're gonna get a metaphor of like stormy seas. You're gonna get a metaphor of like a boat or something like right. a, a voyage, a journey, crossing oceans, you know, something like that. Right. Like you'll sail back to me. I don't know. They, it could go in any number of directions. Standing on the shore watching for you, you're painted into a corner, mm-hmm. which is complete. That's a completely different universe, right? Like you right. don't stand on the shore, watch, uh, watching someone, uh, you know, paint themselves into a corner. You stand like over the threshold of a door in the hallway or something like that. And huh. so, uh, huh. and, and, uh, yeah. this, this is the, this is the sort of thing. And it's a nitpicky, huh. I mean, it's a nitpicky detail, but I think like there are, if you sort of tease out the implications, there are a lot of moments that, that where this occurred to me, um, where, the the ground sort of shifted under your feet, right? Like the the, yeah. the metaphorical the metaphorical ground. Um, well, and, and yeah. you know, it's in terms and it, it, as imagery, what that makes me actually think of is um, surrealist painting, right? right? That you could imagine um, either like a Dali or a Magritte that is like a doorway and then an ocean out of the doorway or something like that, right? And, and you, that you have these exact images where you have a kind of you know a or or a painting of an ocean that draws attention to the fact that it is a painting. Right. And, and, um, and there's definitely a lot of these kind of tricks of eye of the eye where things are, um, you know, not what they seem and, and are kind of have this kind of alienating, um, effect. Uh, and there's both elements of realism, um, but then uh, elements of utter impossibility. And so that, that kind of paint being painted into a corner, um, at sea is, is a very, um, is, is a very kind of surreal realist mood yeah i mean i think that's that's right like it reminds me of um yeah or or in film like i feel like film is Mm -hmm. a good medium for conveying things like this and i guess i'm thinking of like like boonwell or something like that where you know and and actually that also coupled with uh with social critique i think it's phantom of liberty where uh he he satirizes the uh the bourgeois family sitting around at a dinner table by placing toilets around the dinner table and having everyone sit around the dinner table and take a shit and then go into a small uh small room um close the door and secretly like eat a chicken leg or something like that <laughs> and just like just like yeah. reverses you know and that that that's like uh it's uh it's about 
um, calling bullshit on on you know uh, stuffy bourgeois morality. It's about um, sort of bodily needs. Uh, in this case, not sleep. This one, food. Uh, you know, to mm. to sort of uh, ingest and eliminate food, and then the the way that the lines between those things are are, are arbitrary. And then it's also about kind of taking a set of familiar images and making them strange. And because you you actually can uh, change the image over time on screen, it feels like film, maybe even animation, most of all, is a good medium for uh, for making this sort of thing. Um, you know, making this sort of thing happen, right? Like the big, so, like the elaborate Fantasia in the Big Lebowski or something like. Yeah, that. yeah, yeah. I love the idea that James Murphy, Murphy is is Boonwell on the dance floor, right? <laughs> uh, and and that's uh, th- that's kind of an, a, an appropriate, um, you know, it, because you know that film, and I think Boonwell's film, it, you know, has a rhythm to it as well. Right. And these shifts in rhythm. And I I think that that is what's noteworthy about LCD sound system songs and albums um, is that especially from the second album from sound of silver on, or the first album was like primarily a collection of singles that were all kind of dance, you know, 12 inches uh, dance, 12 inches. And there's kind of longer dance records with James Murphy's kind of jokes and witticisms over top. Um, But then um, as the subsequent three albums came out, there was much more attention to kind of negative space, um, to a variation of, um, kind of these long kind of, you know, more balladic songs or songs that kind of, um, are spacier, um, and, and the dance songs or songs that morph midway through. And I think that that, you know, fits with some of what I kind of know kind of rhythmically about the rhythm of um, Boonwell films, where are the, there are these variations between kind of quick cuts and chopped up scenes um, and the longer pieces that kind of fade and dissolve into each other. And again, I think about the kind of er one, you know, the, the Unchain Andalou, right. Um, that has a, a, a lot of that. And obviously, um, you know, in, in kind of very condensed, that's the, that's the surrealist bouillon, bouillon cube. Right? Yeah, really. <laughs> um, and it really, it has that kind of, uh, you know, like hyper concentrated feel to it. Right. You're, you're cutting out the eyeball and, uh, and, and, and dragging, you know, dragging the piano and all of it all at once kind of right in, in rapid fire. Uh, and, and then in some of the, the later Boonwell films, there's a little more space to, to breathe. And I, I think that you kind of have that, um, you know, by the time you get to this album as well. Yeah. Um, so, so like also it just in that, in the same vein, the same sort of analysis. I mean, it starts with Oh Baby, I think, right? And like, it, it's not necessarily necessary. It's not necessarily necessary, necessarily to, uh, to go through the whole thing. But I'll just note that like the perspective shifts, the I and you, I think go back and forth, uh, mm. a number of times, right? Like, cause you don't know if, you know, Oh baby, you're having a bad, okay. Well, I guess I'm diving in. I'm, you're having a bad dream here in my arms or, uh, please wake me for my love lies patiently. Like, what is that? Like, mm. is my love a person like Snow White or something like lie sleeping beauty, mm. right? Lying patiently. Or is it the love inside me lies patiently? Yeah. And it's also like, please wake me so that it's the, uh, you know, it's the speaker now who's in the dream and not the person, ha- not, not holding the person having the, uh, having the dream and things like this, like the, the, uh, 
the the it kind of it kind of goes it goes back and forth and where where this is like the geniuses a genius say this is a breakup song (laughs) (laughs) it's a sex thing buddy (laughs) uh that's what that was what the geniuses said about i believe cannonball (laughs) by the by, by the breeders yeah oh yeah yeah, those, uh, geniuses, those geniuses really they've they've cracked it again done <laughs> done shut it down close the book <laughs> um but that uh there's i think there's more to it than that it's more like uh it's more like a sort of working through or a kind of fantasy like a funhouse hall of mirrors or something yes, like yeah. that of uh of a relationship that is in that is in trouble and it's more like a um uh, uh, almost like a villanelle. The way, like in a villanelle, the refrains recur and recur and recur and recur. Do not go gentle into that good night. Do not go gentle into that good night. Do not go gentle into that good night. Over and over and over. Or uh, the art of losing isn't hard to master. The art of losing isn't hard to master. From the famous um, uh, 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 what's her name? It's you know her. Come on. Oh, geez. I can't, I can't even think one art by Elizabeth Bishop one. Um, right. And it's it, for, for whatever reason, Villanelle seems to, seems to be a good form for talking about loss because the kind of mind returns to loss the way the refrains kind of recur and recur and recur. Uh, the mind goes around and around and same thing happens. Same thing happens in a dream or when you can't sleep, you know, like a thought just kind of mm-hmm. goes over and over and over and over in your head. And it's th- like the thought thinks you, you think the thought you are you're the person you're thinking about you're you the whole thing you know what i mean it kind of like morphs morphs in and out and that's uh you know so it sort of starts it sort of starts here this is i mean this is all still kind of ammunition for my initial point which was that this was like uh to me at the outset this was the key to this became the key to sort of reading reading this album and i didn't like uh and and a little bit like i think until i put on the headphones for whatever reason the the droniness or the drony aspects um penetrated and the the bangers aspects didn't didn't hmm. penetrate hmm. uh until i put headphones on and then i got i think a much fuller uh and more accurate frankly picture of what what the album the album was but th- but to me, when i started when i started kind of putting this one on retreat it, uh, on on retreat <laughs> when i started putting this one on repeat um oh you know oh baby sort of set the stage for me as being this uh, yeah. as being as kind of like being the induction into the dreamlike state well, I, and I, I think that it's it's interesting because without the headphones, I think what you what dominates kind of instrumentally on Oh Baby are the um, the synth hits, the kind of bass synth hits, which yeah. are pretty slow, right? Um, but that the first thing, the actual opening son, um, sonic movement of the album are sixteenth notes, right? Are these kind of um, appreciated kind of hits that this. Yeah. Uh, and 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 so you actually i remember when i um first listened to this track um i i assumed that there's a plane with expectations because i kind of hear this and think it's going to open into a song that kind of uh, where that 16th note is the backbone it's going to become this driving dance song and so then when it kind of shifts into this half tempo um like um this half tempo kind of more dreamy song something like actually more like a um their kind of early 2000 compatriots like a more like a tv on the radio song right yeah. um that, that that's a it's a real 
really interesting kind of playing with expectations. Um, but I think that beyond kind of just being a troll move, um, that um, is like the beat is there, right? And that that even though it, it sometimes gets submerged um, or covered up, um, that it's it's there. It, it comes to the fore at other times throughout the album, right? And actually, right because I think um, there's a pretty strong break from um oh baby to other voices right because other voices is um it's kind of the first dance um dance banger yeah uh let's uh let's go let's go to some sort of other other voices i mean the the you know this is probably when i actually looked in the mirror and discovered that my body was involuntarily moving yeah. <laughs> well, and it's interesting because I mean, and it's it's interesting to think about this as a as a concept album about dreams, <laughs> um, right? Because that this is right, um, and and that the shift from um, from Oh Baby to other voices is like kind of waking up, right? And like, or or, or kind of getting up even after you've been not sleeping. <laughs> Um, and, you know, like on the album cover, that kind of, you know, bright sunlight streaming few through. Right. And this was a much uh, maligned album cover um, because it looks like a, uh, some kind of a motivational poster <laughs> or, a, or a parody of, of one. Right. Um, but this is kind of um, uh, your feet touch the floor. I just open the window and let the light in. The light burns your eyes, but it eases with each passing frame. Um, yeah, your head like a block, stuffed with unwritten letters to some faraway friends. Oh, you just like uh, on your hand to remember. You just write on your hand to remember if someone, if someone would just pass you a pen. Um, make your way to the toilet. These morning ablutions are all part of the dance, um, right? And and I mean, right, I mean, it kind of gets right to the Bunuel, right? Um, and uh, all, all the, these doors all have locks in them, like tinfoil hats, man, uh, made for resisting other voices. Um, time isn't over. Times aren't better. So it's letting you down. Um, you keep dragging back to it. You um, keep going back to the well. Um, oh, that shit's a dictator. Uh, time won't be messed with, buddy. No, no, no. Right. And and I think it's it's kind of interesting this idea and i guess this is, this makes this an interesting album to listen to on re- repeat right because it's like you are getting this cycle of sleepless night and tired day right uh tired paranoid day uh and you kind of feel it more every time you you get through uh to 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 this track right um and yeah, this idea uh, right so so the other like you know uh quick question yeah. <laughs> right like are the other voices good or bad right mm-hmm. like are they good other voices that that like is this about society uh and the tinfoil hat is bad because you end up ignoring uh, you know viewpoints that you might not have considered from your own point of view or is the tinfoil hat good because the other voices are sort of malevolent they're liars they're you know uh politically opportunist they're uh rapacious capitalists they're you know other other things like this right like and and i just the word whenever in 2017 whenever you heard the, hear the word resist right mm-hmm. it has to like it has to uh even if it doesn't it does refer to um a certain kind of political resistance to like authoritarian uh, author- mm-hmm. uh to american authoritarianism right so right. like so the tinfoil hats you know are are actually a kind of dream image of a thing that we should have the the you know to keep out i don't know what fake news or something like that 
Well, but I think it is interesting, right? Because it's like where the the locks are on the doors of the bathroom, right? <laughs> um, and and I feel like there, though, it's like it's sort of like we have our tinfoil hats in the wrong places, right? <laughs> um, and that you know we we have kind of paranoia and guardedness, um, and yet we are still taken advantage of, right? Like, right? It's like we have a lock on our bathroom door, and yet while taking a dump, we are uh, giving our personal information to. Google and Facebook while we while we stream while we stream through right so we've we've locked the door um, uh, so that we can have our privacy invaded yeah exactly right? I mean like I, I heard a funny joke uh, I think it was a tweet that someone related on a podcast to listen to um, right and they were talking about the Internet of Things IOT which I'm sure will one day include like smart toilets that weigh your turds or something like that so that you they said uh, the S in IOT stands for security. And the, uh, you know, the idea that like there is this constant, this constant surveillance and also like sort of malevolent actors, right? Like just wait until you're, wait until you're like Samsung microwave is mining Bitcoin for a Russian hacker. Uh, right. And, you know, and that like, and it's right. It's so. It's so interesting. I mean, it's it's such an interesting kind of set of parallel movements that, like, we're uh, by and large we're becoming more and more um, individualized, right? Like, personalized, personalized recommendations for things, things that we like, like personalized experience, and also the kind of what what I have identified, and I think will be the prom the predominant. And perhaps already completed uh, social transition in my lifetime, which is a, from a, a citizen mentality to a consumer mentality in, mm. you know, in politics, like the, the idea that like I, I should get uh, what I want. I saw someone on Facebook today um, uh, talk about putting all their money in cryptocurrencies because you never like what the government spends your taxes on. <laughs> Right. And like, it's, you know, it's a way of sort of opting out of the system. Like the idea that this, the idea that, that a, that this is possible and b this is desirable. I like, it's, it's, it's stupid, but that, that doesn't mean it's I not. Mean, everyone knows goats are the original cryptocurrency. Like if you really, if you really are paranoid about this state, get some goats and head for the hills. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right? Beca- become a pastoralist, right? Like, right. Uh, right. They can't yeah, stop. Like, an- uh, that's, uh, that's called Batcoin. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Um, <laughs> and and at the same time, you're that welcome. This- <laughs> that's that's my Christmas present to you. <laughs> uh, the. Um- yeah. So uh, that at, at the same time is like we're sort of seeding. We become we become kind of more cordoned off in our own like private spheres in our own little VR goggle induced, uh, you know, algorithmically generated bubbles. Um, and that but but we're also like becoming more and more transparent because of all the information about ourselves, about our behavior, especially uh, though, like, you know, I have a Wi-Fi scale, right? I step on it every morning. I'm, I'm sure that, you know, that that I, I'm, I can't imagine who would be interested, but I'm sure that someone is aggregating all of that information together like, I, you know, and, and I'm sure that the day is coming when that shit is factored into my health insurance rates. Right. That that, uh, right, you know, right. or, um, that's why I don't like to go to the doctor, uh, because, uh, I was once, um, 
it was once denied health insurance. This was pre Obamacare because I had been to the doctor in the last three years, and they're like, no, there's <laughs> and only only sick people go to the doctor, right? right? Exactly. No, and we don't want any sick people in our health insurance. Um, thank God, thank God, uh, the Republicans have fixed that. Um, that is uh, what a disaster Obamacare was. Uh, the the whole uh, the, there's a there's another level of social critique, and I think it's in tonight or call the police um, or uh, or both of them that uh, is a sort of uh, a sort of cultural critique of the kind of not for realness of uh, yeah um, uh, oh sure uh, this is from tonight oh sure it's ruling the airwaves what remains of the airwaves. Right. right. <laughs> and we're frankly thankful for the market psychology you're hipping us to. Right. Um, well, and, and right earlier on, right. The, the opening lyrics are everybody's singing the same song. It goes tonight, 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 tonight. I never realized these artists thought so much about dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, that, uh, you know, but truth be told, we all have the same end. Could make you cry, 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 cry. But I'm telling you, it's the best news you're getting all week. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, death is not fake news, right? But the, I mean, sure, it's ruling the airwaves. What remains of the airwaves is an interesting thing, right? Like the airwaves, the the you know radio frequency spectra belong to the citizenry, right? Like belong to all people equally and sort of as our agent, the government auctions them off to, uh, to businesses that want to use them. And in exchange for that, they have to do, um, they have to provide some sort of public pro, uh, some public interest programming, right? This was why, uh, TV network news departments exist and, and so on and so on. Um, but the idea of like, what remains of the airwaves is really about sort of the loss of, of common space of kind of like a civic space and the kind of the retreat of people into these personalized, personalized bubbles, right? Like there are no airwaves when we're all listening to different algorithmically generated Spotify playlists, like, and to a certain extent that's good because it can surface things that might not be, if you have a, a like a super dominant culture, you might not get all the interesting things uh, that you can discover if the the algorithm just is sort of set loose on the on the data yeah. set. But uh, yeah, heterogeneity is the new homogeneity, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, and and then the other, I like, I got such a kick when I heard this line. Um, we're frankly thankful uh, for the market psychology you're hipping us to, right? Like there is a there is a sort of perverse. Uh, when people talk about, um, when people talk about sort of the eradication of, uh, of a sense of common cause or of citizenship or, you know, kind of commonality, uh, or how everything is, is market researched and how, you know, there is a sort of, oh yes, I've seen behind the curtain and I'm, I'm sophisticated, right? Like I'm hip right. now right. to right. that, that people can get. Uh, about this and the the 
you know, the sense of being kind of let behind the curtain, the sense of being having some sort of elite status conferred on you completely, uh, completely begs the question of whether this ought to be. You know, whether like unfettered capitalism, whether like the market psychology ought to rule every interaction in life in the first place. Mm, right. Mm. And that yeah. like yeah, uh, yeah. and yeah. you can get yeah. so, you know, when you get your, you know, whatever, when you get your your Hilton Honors three diamond status. <laughs> right. Like just the sense the, that that little dopamine hit that you get, that little rush of endorphins when you come in and you're you're uh, upgraded to a room with 75 extra square feet and like a, a, a free bottle of Dasani water, Dasani water, municipal water that's been filtered. I get Dasani water out of my own Brita on on my uh on my desk anyway like they you know they hook it but, up it, to, but it's not but it's not dasani yeah, right <laughs> like well yeah enjoy your hilton three diamond status enjoy your dasani water uh but the world you know but the world is burning all around you like and uh, if you're thankful for the market psychology if you're thankful for your like mileage hacks that got you all right. of this shit then uh you know neither uh Neither I nor James Murphy know what the hell to say to you. Well, right. You can't hack domination. Right. Like, <laughs> right. Because like that's the like that there. And, and I think that's what connects it to um, to oh, what was it to um, other voices. Right. This idea is that like you you like if you think you're a winner. Right. Like, oh, well, yeah. You know, you know, I'm like really tough to advertise to, you know, because like, I'm just like, you know, really got very idiosyncratic preferences. Like, nah, you're you're a point on that <laughs> you know it's it is increasingly hard to culture jam right um i mean that's the thing about predictive analytics uh is that they 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 predict that bullshit too uh, <laughs> that's right. right like uh and and so it's it's really hard like to you know to become unpredictable it like it requires a certain kind of a break right and a certain kind of you know what uh what what is uh, at, at a certain point indistinguishable from from a kind of madness yeah. right well uh, sure right yeah yeah that makes sense and it's also like if you the the one thing i can think right like is to in, in, introduce an element of randomness right. uh into right. it right like i don't I, and i don't even totally know how that would work but like yeah the capitalists are happy to sell you anti-capitalism if that's what you're buying right you know right. uh right. and that's um yeah and that that it uh a, a certain number of people are going to be in the like the ad busters you know type of uh uh type of demographic bucket you know right. psych- exactly psych- psychographic <laughs> right. bucket i suppose yeah. Right, that's the what is it? Is it a persona? Is that what they're called, or yeah. what? Are, uh, well, yeah, uh, there are, there are a lot of different tools and kind of thought technologies for dealing with those things. Yeah, personas. When you're building a product, you sort of imagine the groups of people who will use it, and you build a persona around each one of them. Right. right? Like, uh, you know, I don't know. My my persona's name is is uh, uh, I. You know, I don't know. Uh, 
Mark, but M A A R Q. And uh, Mark lives in Williamsburg, and uh, <laughs> you know is is uh, twenty three year old, twenty three years old, and inexplicably makes you know four hundred and twenty five thousand dollars a year uh, as a you know as an art director at an ad agency or something. Right, 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 you know. right, right. Uses the phrase personas ironically, right. Like- <laughs> Um, yeah, exactly. Uh, and, 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 and there you're captured. Yeah. Right. Unless, unless you look, unless you're in Bitcoin, uh, you are, you are, uh, they're going to get you. Um, um, and, and, and when they get you, you'll be really sheepish. Um, and so, so, so terrible puns are my strategy of resistance. What's yours? Um, and, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I mean, is there any hope here uh, or is it all like or or is it all diagnosis? Right. Is it is it all fever um, uh, um, or is there any kind of prescription um, or or kind of hope that the fever will break? I thought, um, oh, I guess like I sort of liked. Oh, I now I realize that Pulse, the instrumental that's on the end of the Spotify version of this album that I listened to, is a is a bonus track. It's actually not part of the canonical album, um, right? And and uh, I was about to say Pulse is pretty hopeful. I actually <laughs> that's some dance that's some dance music I can get with, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, well, so like, why is the why is the uh, why is the screen black? You know. Yeah, like, yeah. I don't know. it makes me think. I mean, it immediately brings to mind um, Black Mirror, right? Like um, sure. uh, a little bit. But yeah, yeah. I speaking mean, of which, right? That's coming back this uh, right, this week, right? Um, I mean, more, right, more is pig, it- more pig fucking for everyone. The prime minister <laughs> is an oink coin. um i mean is it that the phone has you've shut off the phone, or it's run out of batteries, or it has broken? <laughs> um. I mean, yeah, it's because it's definitely there, right? The black screen is that the phone is off, right? Um, um, or is it that you've kind of stopped kind of returning? You, you've become cut off, right? This is you couldn't make our wedding day too sick to travel. You fell between a friend and a father. I owe you dinner, man. I owe you something. You talked to me like I was inside. We were just waking up for a hard interrupt. Um, I me- I meant to get to you on the on the turning. Things sneak up on me like a landslide comes. Um, been saving email trails kept together. I read them back sometimes to remember um, the time I wrote to you from the island. Your quick replies made me high. I had fear in the room, um, so I stopped turning up. My hands kept pushing down in my pockets. I'm bad with people things, but I should have tried more. Um, been, actually, we're going to get the entirety of this song, it, it, even though it's 11 minutes long. Uh, there is only one more set of lyrics left, which has been watching images from the station. Earth one from satellites, all streaming feel slow at 17,000 miles an hour. You could be anywhere on the black screen, on the black screen, on the black screen. You could be anywhere on the black screen. Yeah. I mean, so black screen is sort of the black star, right? Like the genius says yeah. a genius. Tell me that this is a eulogy for, for Bowie. I don't know mm. how, how, uh, I don't know how you're supposed to know that. 
Uh, well, that's why the hey, look, that's why they make the big the big ad revenue bu- bucks, right? Like that's that's why they get to um, have a, a what has now become just another crappy lyric site. Yeah, that look, we to. I'm looking, I'm looking at yeah that you run an ad blocker on. I see like three ad slots just in in my viewport right now. Uh, and and by the way. Um, uh, by the way, uh, one is for a product called Onnit, uh, which has a uh, it has a, a guy who looks like he just uh, ran a tough mutter uh, sitting in lotus position over two uh, like balanced atop two uh, kettlebells that he's kind of hoisted himself up on his arms in sort of a yoga. Uh, this, this is a very, uh, and a uh, total human optimization is the tagline. Right. Natural supplements, <laughs> foods, and unconventional fitness equipment. Because, you know, if we need unconventional fitness equipment, then the next, uh, then uh, uh, an ad for Disneyland, which is probably geographically targeted, <laughs> Intel, see how Intel-powered AI is helping hospitals diagnose heart disease with 90% accuracy, right? Because we're all in the algorithm. And then uh, a two-ad lockup, a leaderboard and a, and a medium rectangle of uh, Best Buy 25% off select 4K TVs. <laughs> nice. Our, our screens, a, uh, our screens are never it, black. That one of mine is a uh, an ad for a Google Home Mini. <laughs> like, nice. Oh, okay, Google, back the fuck off. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and that like this is talk about my face, Google. <laughs> you know, so so apparently, if this is if this is about Bowie, it's like the black screen is the sort of the black screen of death, right? Like the the black screen is the veil uh, that you can't. Um, you know that you can't uh, uh, penetrate through. Like you, you can't really see um, what's going on on the black screen. And like you could be anywhere on the black screen, and it's it's a sort of absence of information that that the separation of death uh, enforces. We, I, and how that's the best news I'm going to get all week, uh, I, I'm a little unsure. Well, I mean, it's interesting, and, but though it is like an idea of like in that way, like. The way I see that, though, I mean, is that humans are phones, right? That weirdly, right? That that um, because it, it it's almost that, you know, that 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 I'm trying to kind of tease that out, right? It's that because a, a phone is the thing that you kind of hold in your hand that connects you to people, right? Um, and but it it seems like, right? If if there is a black screen. Um, and it's kind of you could be anywhere on the black screen. I still like imagine that this is like I, I right, we are all, humans are all phones with like planned obsolescence, right? <laughs> um, and 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 that right that the Bowie phone the Bowie phone is dead, right? Um, and and so there's a little bit of this right that um, it's almost I'm kind of an imagining a, a model of relationships where you have many phones, right? Every every human in your life is a piece of technology that you are interfacing with um right because of the level of mediation um and then these um pieces of of technology die right and and either through the death of life or through the death of the relationship right you even see this right is that um because the first part of this is this kind of 
you know, the, the very kind of brutal and realistic kind of sense of like, yeah, I've been meaning to, you know, get back to you. Right. And it's, it's sort of this idea of it's this task or it's, you know, it's also like the person is, um, I mean, it's, it's kind of interesting, right? It's like, I almost see that the person in that way, right. A relationship that has within it kind of obligations to kind of have contact to reciprocate is kind of a, it's a notification, right. On your, it's that, that notification badge on your text, um, uh, app or your, um, email app. Um, and so, and, and so then, you know, when that, when when the phone dies, when the battery dies, you know that reminder also dies. Um, but then also the the sense of that person does. Right, you could be anywhere on the screen, right? And and so without that obligation to respond, then that connection is kind of um, is lost as well, right? Um, and so I don't know. It's it's kind of interesting. Um, not necessarily the moment of hope that we were hoping for, right? I guess that's why. You, you need the uh, the palate cleanser of the um, special Japanese edition uh, dance song um, because uh, because it's pretty it's a pretty bleak ending in general and also now um, uh, I, I just started to get an autoplay video ad from from the geniuses at genius uh, uh, which is uh, apparently what I'm getting it's an ad for a um, um, some uh, inflammation blocker, uh, and then uh, the vi- ne- video it says it will play next is Arby's is rewarding carnivores with meat sweatsuits. <laughs> um, that's, that's... <laughs> because truly, truly, we will. If 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 black screen is about death, then 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 the meat the Arby's meat sweatsuit is the afterlife. Truly, and and, and to, you can't hear this, but you went really Skypey right when the video started playing for just a second. <laughs> so uh, the you know our our uh, our audience will appreciate that you know not only not only does the avrica- the advertising industrial complex sort of rot our souls, it degrades your podcasting experience the 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 meat sweatsuit is coming from inside the podcast (laughs) uh it's truly truly the greatest horror of them all right but no it's no dude i'm i'm pretty impervious um to advertising although i'm really hungry for roast beef for some reason that i can't place my finger on but i know that i it's okay because i'm going to um artisanally roast that beef uh i i kill the cow Harvest the cowbell and the and the beef, um, and and I will I will roast that beef while syncopating my rhythms um, and and living my American dream. Um, and you can each live your American dreams, your unique, savvy ad blocker American dreams. Uh, and as you live uh, your your individual uh, American dream, um, don't let that screen go blank. Um, keep in touch with us um, on the show notes at overthinkingit.com, on Twitter, um, on on Facebook. Um, you know, make make that human connection. Um, respond to that me- message. Share that thought um, about LCD sound system, about the year in review, the year in music of 2017. Um, we're, we're returning to the 90s, the late 90s, real soon. We're probably right around and where that's still that 20 year anniversary zone. So 98, 99, we'll kind of turn the clock on, uh, on Y2K pretty soon. So if you have any requests coming up for that historical stretch, um, let us know. Um, and in the meantime, uh, as 2017 becomes 2018, wherever you are, keep it real. <laughs>